Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Sound Prince for the week of January 15, 2017. It seems that almost everyone you meet these days has an Amazon Echo, an Amazon Dot, or a Tap. Brian Charlson was a guest on the July 24 sound prints, and he demonstrated Alexa and the Amazon Echo, and then contrasted Alexa with Siri on the iPhone. Since so many of us received echoes and dots and taps from Santa at Christmas time, we're replaying Brian's Alexa versus Siri feature for you this week. But before we join Brian, we have a few announcements. Dr. Joel Snyder of the ACB Audio Description Project, posted on ACBL and Leadership email list this past week that the ABC Television Network will be providing audio description of the presidential inauguration on Friday, January 20. Audio description will be available on your ABC affiliate's secondary channel between the hours of 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Here's a reminder about scholarship application deadlines. The deadline for applying for an ACB scholarship is getting close. Applications for students who will be enrolled in college as undergraduates or graduate students or in vocational school during the 2017-2018 school year are due by February 15. ACB scholarships range from $1,000 to $4,000 and also include a trip to ACB National Convention in Reno, Nevada this summer. Approximately 20 students will be selected to receive ACB scholarships this year. For more information, visit www.acb.org. The Council of Citizens with Low Vision International awards three $3,000 scholarships each year, and the winners of these scholarships also receive a trip to the ACB National Convention this year in Reno, Nevada. The CCLVI deadline is March 1. You'll find more information at www.cclvi.org. We are sad to report that Milton Metz, longtime radio broadcaster and talk show host on WHIS Radio here in Louisville and talking book narrator at the American Printing House for the Blind, died this past week at the age of 95. We hope to be able to bring you some snippets of tributes and memories of Milton Metz on next week's Sound Prints. And now, we bring you Alexa vs. Siri on page 2 and a Sound Prints calendar with several new events on page 3. Page 2 Brian Charlson is the Director of Technology at the Carroll Center for the Blind in Boston, Massachusetts, and he's on the phone with us right now to actually do um, a demonstration, a little comparison of a couple of things um, in response to a request from one of our listeners. And uh, we're so glad to have you with us, Brian. Well, thank you again for inviting me. I always love to play with tech toys. Oh, yes. Tonight we're going to be talking about a comparison between Siri on the iPhone, and Alexa 
uh, on the Amazon Echo, Amazon products. And you happen to be the happy owner of both. And so I couldn't think of a better person that could demo their various um, qualities, strengths, and maybe even tell us about weaknesses, and, um, and, and compare the two. So people out there who may be deciding, you know, do I want Alexa or do I want Siri um, or do I want both can have something to, uh, to compare. So I'll just leave this to you and you take us where we need to go in order to find out how the two stack up. Oh, okay. So let's, let's start with uh, the biggest question of all, affordability. We all know that when you get an iPhone with Siri on it, you either get to buy it for somewhere between $500 and $700 direct, or you're going to buy it by way of a two-year telephone contract with some carrier. It's going to be one way or the other. So that's the upfront cost and commitment for an iPhone today. The Echo is significantly less expensive, around $175, depending on if you buy it on sale, and it comes with no contract required. So strictly on a matter of dollars and cents, the Echo is the more affordable of the two products. Okay. Now, in the same way, there are lots of different versions of the iPhone, and some of them are less expensive than others. Some come with some features, some come with other features things like choice of color, but also the hardiness of the actual manufacturing of it, the amount of memory in the phone, et cetera, et cetera. On the Echo side of things, it's really a matter of the product lineup. So we have the Echo, which is a must-be-plugged-in-for-power, connected wirelessly to your home wireless network device that is three-quarters of it is a speaker, and that that's not a speaker are the insides that allow the wireless connection to take place, volume control, and Bluetooth connectivity. Okay, that's now explain to a person who's mm -hmm. a true beginner, what do you mean when you're talking about Bluetooth connectivity? It is possible with this device to wires, wirelessly connect it to other speakers. Okay. So if you don't like the speaker that it is, you can have it automatically through the air, send it off to Bluetooth speakers. Okay, and and you can Wireless. also and you can also do that if you want with your iPhone or uh, or or even with an iPad, right? Yes, with any of those devices, mm -hmm. possible to send the audio component to separate speakers by way of Bluetooth connectivity, which is a form of wireless. Sort of like now, hooking it up through the air. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Through right. The air. It takes a little doing to get it put together in the first place, but after that, <laughs> you so much love not having wires dangling. Oh, time. yeah. <laughs> so the Echo is the biggest of the three types of units that utilize this whole process called Alexa. Now, the smaller than the Echo, and the Echo stands about 10 inches tall and about three and a half inches across. The smaller version is called the TAP, T-A-P. The TAP doesn't have voice activation without touching it. You have to push a button to talk. 
very much like Siri on your iPhone. You got to press that home button to get its attention, right? Oh, okay. So the tap requires that you push a button, but the tap has another benefit, and that is it's battery operated. So I can take the tap with me out onto my deck uh, on a summer's evening and listen to it out there without having to plug it in. And still, as long as it's within wireless connectivity of my home wireless system, then that will work fine. And how far can you oh, go? Roughly 80 to 100 feet. Okay. Your wireless comes into your home, mm -hmm. and it will happen pretty smoothly uh, through any kind of surface, you know, like walls of your house, that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. unless there's big-time steel construction because that acts like an antenna and deflects mm -hmm. these things. But I will tell you, I can sit on my deck and get almost as good wireless connectivity as I can sitting in my living room in that my wireless connection starts in my home office. Mm -hmm. I'm right now down in my basement, uh, about as far away from the wireless as I can get, mm -hmm. uh, and it's still working through the ceiling, through walls, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Now, the third unit in this echo slash tap slash is the dot, D-O-T. Okay. The dot is only about two and a half inches tall. It has a built-in speaker, but not all that good of a speaker, and it needs to be plugged into work. But it's also about half the price. And okay. again, where the dot comes in handy is if you're already going to use Bluetooth speakers anyway, why pay for extra speakers mm -hmm. when you can connect it in that Bluetooth fashion we were just discussing? Mm -hmm. So I have all three of these. I keep the Echo in my living room where the whole family has access to it. I keep the tap on the headboard of my uh, bed, and my wife and I can both just reach up and push that button and give it commands. <laughs> and then, and that again goes with us out onto the deck. And then I keep the dot down here in my man cave office where I broadcast as a broadcaster with ACB Radio mm -hmm. on ACB Radio Interactive on Thursday nights from 6 to 9 p.m. The Yin Yang Show. Had to get that commercial. <laughs> you know it. Had to do it. Had right. to do it. So these things, each one of them, cost slightly less than the other from the $175 echo down to the $58 dot, D-O-T. Okay. And these prices vary with ads that they put on constantly. Sure. But so, you get them through Amazon. There you go. All of that can be bought through Amazon. Yes. In fact, I bought my dot by talking to my echo. I thought <laughs> that was kind of odd. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. There you go. So let's start by comparing the two. First, let's hear the voices of the two. <laughs> That is the voice of voiceover on my iPhone 6. Okay. I'm going to simply ask it for the time by pressing the home button, releasing it, and then asking for the time. And, and let's say that, too, uh, for someone listening, that you have yours speeded up pretty good, but you can also slow it down if you want. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What time is it? It's 9.15 p.m. Good evening. It's a pretty easily understood voice. I don't think many people would have right. difficulty understanding it. You can ask it all kinds of things. Oh, all kinds of things. Good old yeah. Siri. 
Yes. And you don't have to address it by the, its name either. So that's how you'll tell when I'm talking to Siri versus with the Echo, because I call the Echo by its name. We laughingly say, by the name that shall not be spoken. Yes. Because if you accidentally mention it in conversation, it pricks up its virtual ears and uh, thinks that you're trying to tell it something or ask it something. <laughs> so let's try it. Alexa, what time is it? It's 9.16 p.m. So the voice, I think, sounds a little richer probably, but keep in mm -hmm. mind the speaker is significantly larger okay. on this than it is on an iPhone. Okay. Volume can be handled on the iPhone with the two buttons along the side, and volume on the Echo can be either handled by voice commands or the top third of an inch is actually a volume knob, the whole top of this cylinder oh. of the Echo. So I can control it that way. But I can also say, Alexa, quieter. Alexa, quieter. Alexa, what time is it? The time is 9.17 p.m. Can you tell the volume difference? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it certainly okay. reacts in that fashion. Now, the fun parts of things. You know, this is the logistics so far. And that is that I can ask these two devices to do a wide variety of things for me. So I can say, Alexa, what is the weather? In Watertown, it's 75 degrees with partly cloudy skies. Tonight, you can look for clear skies with a low of 56 degrees. And then I'm going to press the button on my Siri. What's the weather? The weather looks good today, up to 82 degrees and sunny. Temperatures should be high tomorrow through July 28, 2016. Now, I asked them both the same question, but I got slightly Messages. different answers from Double the two of them, didn't I? Yes. Not, not a straight up, up and down answer, but answers with frills, kind of. Yes, yes. Now, I can also um, ask what the weather is going to be in the future. <laughs> Alexa, what is the weather going to be this weekend? In Watertown, it'll be a sunny weekend with a high of 93 and a low of 67. Now we'll try Siri. What will the weather be like this weekend? Don't leave home without your sunscreen. It's going to be hot and sunny this weekend. Now you can tell Siri doesn't get very precise. She likes to say cutesy little things like that. Yes. Not quite direct information. Now, I can ask for direct information from both of them. For example, Alexa, how many tablespoons in a pint? One pint equals 32 tablespoons. And again, going to Siri, how many tablespoons in a pint? One pint is 32 tablespoons. So they can give me some useful information. I use them quite a bit when I'm cooking. But of course, because, of, pardon me, she who shall not be named. <laughs> yes. She is just a voice away, so my hands can be pretty dirty in the kitchen, and I can still get that kind of information, mm -hmm. including, Alexa, set alarm for 12 minutes. 12 minutes. Starting now. So I use her as my kitchen timer 
all oh. the time. Okay. I can do the same thing with Siri, but I've got to touch that foolish button mm -hmm. to get her attention. Mm -hmm. Siri, set an alarm for 12 minutes. I've set an alarm for 9.32 p.m. Now, she told me what time that's going to be, while Alexa didn't. Mm -hmm. Oh, you Oops. said her name. I did. So, Alexa, how much time is left? Alexa, how much time is left? About 11 minutes left. So I can interact with her in that way as well. Mm -hmm. And I can do the same thing with Siri, asking them mm -hmm. how much time is left on the timer. Mm -hmm. How much time is left on the alarm? I don't understand how much time is left on the alarm. Let's try again. How much time is left? Found an article about time. <laughs> Shall I read it to you? No. Okay, I won't read it. She really does require that I do a lot of flicking on the screen to read mm -hmm. some of the information that she's displaying on right. that iPhone. Is that and and actually I'm glad that happened because um, you can ask for information about anything and she will tell you that she has found an article, she might give you a little bit of information, but to really read it, you have to run your finger around um, on the screen. You may need to um, flick up or down in order to move from screen to screen. And by flicking, we mean just uh, just that, flicking up with maybe three fingers or two fingers, depending on how you want to move, um, moving your fingers up and down the screen. Yeah, there's so. no question that it takes more knowledge to mm -hmm. get knowledge out of an iPhone mm -hmm. than it takes to get that same knowledge, when available, out of the Echo. However, there are things I can do with Siri that I can't do with Echo at all. Okay. Send a text message to Carla Rushable. What do you want to say to Carla Rushable? I'm glad we had this opportunity to do a radio program recording. Your message says, I'm glad we had this opportunity to do a radio program recording. Ready to send it? Yes. I'll send it. Now that is simply something you cannot do with the Echo. Right. Um, the Echo does not do text messaging. Okay. In terms of sending it out, it and now I just got a, a notification on my phone that your message is here. There you go. <laughs> so there well, it is. I can say to Alexa, Alexa, what is my schedule? Here are the next four events. Tomorrow at 8.30 a.m. there's Brian. David, Heather Weekly Meeting at 9 a.m. Alexa, stop. <laughs> I can do the same thing with Siri. What is my schedule for tomorrow? Tomorrow, you have six appointments at 8.30, 9 a.m., 1.30, 8, and 9 p.m. Want to know more? No. Okay, I won't. So I can access my schedule on either system. Um, I cannot access my email or text messages on Echo at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Things keep changing. So much of what the Echo is capable of is dependent on things called skills. 
and I gave Echo the skill of being able to read my Google Calendar. Oh. See, I don't have the ability to tell Echo to have the skill of reading my email. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there are some limitations. Now, Brian, what if a person wants to listen? Does Alexa have Echo have the ability to do things like um, play radio stations or or tune in to sports broadcasts? You know, the kinds of things that let's say tune in radio would do on the app on the iPhone. Anything that's available through TuneIn Radio is available through Alexa. Okay. So I can say, Alexa, play ACB Radio Mainstream. ACB Radio Mainstream on TuneIn. It, it's always seemed to me that... Uh, oh, how neat. Alexa, stop. So it's very smooth to do those kind of things. And that was, happened to be an Internet radio station, right? One of ACB. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I could just as easily have said, Alexa, play Magic 106.7. Magic 106.7 on TuneIn. Alexa, stop. Now, that is a terrestrial radio station, the mm-hmm. most popular you know, middle rock and roll station here in the Boston area. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the odd things that happens because this is done through TuneIn, is sometimes they block the local ads and put in Internet ads. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a Jared's jewelry store that seems to have the, the edge in this market area for that. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, it works quite well. Now, you had mentioned listening to sports broadcasts. Okay. Mm-hmm. That really depends on what happens. You know how it is with uh, commercial uh, professional baseball and basketball, they sell the rights to that mm-hmm. to terrestrial stations, and the terrestrial stations block that part of their broadcast from going over the Internet. Okay. So I can't listen to my precious Red Sox on it. <laughs> I can, however, say, Alexa, when do the Red Sox next play baseball? I wasn't able to understand the question I heard. I spoke it incorrectly. Alexa, when do the Red Sox next play? Sorry, I okay. didn't understand the question I <laughs> She's being difficult. Alexa, when do the Red Sox play? The Red Sox will play tomorrow at 7.10 p.m. at home against the Giants. So when I do that kind of thing, I have to be careful how I ask the question. Mm-hmm. And eventually you change your personal behavior to do it. I, it took me a while before I got used to this idea of having to say her name before I said anything else to her. Mm-hmm. In the morning, I say, Alexa, good morning. Alexa, good morning. Good morning. Yesterday was John Glenn's birthday. Today, there's a full moon. That seems fitting. <laughs> okay. She can be pretty cocky sometimes. I guess. (laughs) Now, I also have access to all the music I get as a Amazon Prime customer. Okay. So I can say, Alexa, play Eagles. Uh, She's being tardy on me tonight. (laughs) Alexa, play Eagles. 
Shuffling Eagles from Prime Music. And I can give her commands, even though she's making a lot of noise. I can say, Alexa, next. Alexa, quieter. Alexa, quieter. Alexa, pause. So I can do all of those kinds of things pretty much with ease. Now, people who really like NPR shows, mm-hmm. I can get podcasts through this as well. So I can say, Alexa, play Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Getting the latest episode of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Here it is from TuneIn. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Alexa, Link, stop. a battery-powered... So I can easily access commonly listened to by way of the internet NPR shows okay what if I wanted to listen to um, to say TV shows or um, you know programming of that type that is not is not just internet but um, that's actually on TV is there any can I use either device to do that with the right applications, you can do that kind of thing on an iPhone. Okay. Now, it's not everything, but there's many things that you can do. But it's not the same thing as tuning in a real station, if you will. Mm-hmm. You're tuning in specific programming. It's more like a DVR. Mm-hmm. That is, the programs are there, but you have to know where to look for them and play them by episode and those kinds of things. Okay, and I don't have to tune in at the time they're being aired? Correct. Okay, can I get audio description on them? If they were broadcast that way, they'll play that way. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to tell you that as I've been going through things, one of the, you know, I'm really, as you can tell, excited about what Amazon's doing in terms of accessibility. Right. They didn't build these devices with blind people in mind but they're nonetheless fully accessible by a blind person. Mm-hmm. Um, what they haven't done up to this point is make any of their streamable movies with audio description. That's Amazon. That's Amazon. Okay. Now, you can certainly go to some um, products out there and be able to get them in that fashion. For mm-hmm. example, I can listen to audio-described movies through my Apple TV. And if I can do it through my Apple TV, guess what? I can do it through my Apple phone. Mm-hmm. Okay? I have to know all the bells and whistles to make that happen and set it up properly, but absolutely that is doable because I can access Netflix mm-hmm. through my phone. Okay. So if I, if, I were to, if I were to want to access programming like that, I'm, I'm not a TV person. But let's say I decide that I, I want to get a particular show, and, um, and, and so, uh, you know, how would I go about figuring out um, or finding out if, if that's available and, and setting that up? I know I could call you, Brian, and you'd walk me through it. But oh, there you go. Oh, <laughs> but I'm yeah. not sure that everybody, you know, that you would want, you know, a hundred people calling you up and saying, "How do I do this?" But um, so, what would what would a person do? One moment. 
All of my alarms are coming on. <laughs> That's right, the 12 minutes. Stop. are out of control. There we go. It took me longer to shut up Siri because I first had to unlock my phone, which became locked. And once it was unlocked, I had to flick to the OK button, not yes. the Choose button. Yeah. All I had to do with Alexa is to tell her to stop. Yes. And she's done. So, so there's no doubt that I, I think that for a person that's never used either one of these, that Alexa would be the easiest to use. It's easiest out of the box mm -hmm. once it's been connected to your wireless network. Uh -huh. um, it's more limited in terms of what you can ask it to do, uh -huh. but it does it with less effort. Uh -huh. So you know that's the kind of trade you make in things. Yes. I can um, I can buy things by way of Alexa now. Just by okay. talking to her. Yeah, I've got to be careful there. So let's let's yes. give an example of that. Alexa, buy paper towels. Amazon's choice for paper towels is Bondi paper towels, twelve huge rolls white. Oh my gosh! Dollars and sixty-eight cents total. Brian, what I could do with that? <laughs> Should I order it? No. <laughs> Adam, Adam would not allow me to have that in the house. You know. <laughs> Hey, it gets pretty crazy, let me tell you. Yes. I can add things to lists, but i got to be careful what I do in those. It's not that you can accidentally buy something, because you have to order it and then say, yes, you really did mean to do it. Yes. You can't to back out. Oh, my goodness. At any time. Oh, and I would, I would Amazon, be having a shopping party every hour, too. <laughs> and you know Amazon has tens of thousands of products, right? Oh. I can order any of those through this device. I have to be as precise as I can about what it is I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, and it will tell me whether it's, you know, back-ordered or those kinds of things as well. Oh. oh, wow. They've been doing sales, and they've yet to really master this ability to do sales. I should be able to say, Alexa, what's on sale at Amazon Prime? Oh. Sorry, I don't know the answer. <laughs> yeah. She's not going to tell me that yet. No, not yet. Uh, yeah. And and some days that could take all day for you to hear. Yeah, well, and I could be precise. Like July 12th when it was yeah, Prime Day. <laughs> Alexa, buy bananas. I can't order bananas, so I've added it to your shopping list. <laughs> oh, you heard it say I have got a shopping list, right? Yes. So I can say, Alexa, what's on my shopping list? Alexa, what is on my shopping list? You have three items on your shopping list. Bananas. Red socks, baseball cap size 7 and 5 eighths. <laughs> Men's dress, Oxford shoes, size 9 and half. Wow. She, she couldn't buy any of those things for me. Now, it uh -huh. depends on where you are, whether or not Amazon has their food delivery service. Yes. Uh -huh. Or not. Uh -huh. Right now, they have it in Boston proper, but they don't have it here in the Boston suburbs. Yeah. 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 But it, again, it's just the trick in all of this is to show some imagination. 
Mm-hmm. For example, I can do anything through Wikipedia on the Alexa, mm-hmm. but I have to word the question properly. What's your favorite basketball team, Carla? Now, Brian, you know it's the Kentucky Wildcats. Okay, so let's try this. Alexa, who is the coach of the Kentucky Wildcats? Gosh, she's slow tonight. <laughs> Alexa, who is the coach of the Kentucky Wildcats? Hmm, I can't find the you, answer. You might have to say University of Kentucky Wildcats. There we go. Alexa, who is the coach of the University of Kentucky Wildcats basketball team? Sorry, I didn't understand the question I heard. On the other hand, I can say, Alexa, who's the general manager of the Red Sox? I wasn't able to understand the question. Oh, she is having difficulty. (laughs) She is. I am telling you, all of these are things she answered before you called. (laughs) I tested every one of these things, and she's just being belligerent. (laughs) And again, you have to have a sense of humor about these things. I worry about people who expect technology to work the same every time. Right. Right. That's supposed to be the nature of science, that if you do it once in a given way, if you do it the next time in that same way, you'll get the same results. It doesn't happen that way. Hasn't been my experience. No. Of it no. is an art form. No. Half of it is voodoo, I think. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay, no, let's I... let's go back to the TV programs and the movies sure. for a little bit because I think that that is something that a lot of people are interested. A lot of blind people are interested in the audio description, and you know, it's sometimes it's such a hassle to use those remote controls and watch things on TV. Or maybe you don't live in an area that has, you know, a lot of choices or whatever. Um, and and I guess my question is, do you, you know, do you have a sense of, um, you know, can you get those kinds of things through iPhone or through, well, I guess you, you said through iPhone. Okay, can you get um, access to broadcasts, um, even in, in podcast form, of of um, of, of programming um, with or without audio description on your iPhone that you might not have access to, um, you know, through just a regular TV channel. In other words, is are there internet resources out there for those kinds of things? There are absolutely internet resources for those kinds of things. It takes persistence to find them, mm-hmm. and on my iPhone, whenever I, there's something I want to be able to do that I haven't asked it to do before, I instantly go to the website of Apple Viz, that's applevis.com, mm-hmm. and take a look at what other iPhone voiceover users have said worked well. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to wade my way through literally hundreds of thousands of apps to find one that does what I want it to do. Right. Now, two nights ago, I went to a minor league baseball game. Not the major leagues. Right. You're doing the major leagues. You use the one and only app for that Mm -hmm. called At Bat. Okay. Now, but I was going to a minor league team. Mm -hmm. And uh, it turns out there's an app for that called First Pitch. And I could listen to the play-by-play by way of my 
my cell phone. Wow. Now, there's problems with sporting events when you're there live and using digital technology. There's Mm -hmm. a delay that happens Mm -hmm. at the very process. Mm -hmm. So I do tend to use a radio first. But when my batteries died, which they did, Mm -hmm. or rather that just happened, but when my batteries died, I switched over to using my iPhone and first pitch. When Mm -hmm. it comes to television, there's lots and lots of apps for doing television in different bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. Not like you can choose channel 7 or channel 13 or whatever. Mm -hmm. You really have to go kind of by program to get access to it. Mm. So I'm going to, with your permission, I'm going to um, move to another page in my iPhone. So in my radio folder, this is for listening to radio-based material. I've got four different apps for doing that. Okay. Oh, in the sports folder, by the way, I doubt that any of your listeners are into it, but our mutual friend Paul Edwards is into cricket, and you can get cricket play-by-play as well as baseball. Oh, oh my goodness. Well. Now, I happen to be a Comcast customer. Okay. And in Comcast, their service is called Xfinity, right? Yes. And so in Xfinity, I have a program in there called TV Go. TV Go allows me to access whatever TV programs I've recorded on my DVR at home, I can access with my phone wherever I am. Okay. TV remote. TV remote. It acts as my TV remote. If I can't find my silly TV remote, my phone can do it. <laughs> okay. What's on gives me um, program listings. Xfinity Wi-Fi gives me access to um, things that are on the TV that I can then rebroadcast to myself over Wi-Fi. My Infinity remote allows me, again, to use it as a remote. Do I have a second page here? Nope. So those are just the apps within Xfinity itself. Now, I think there's also remote apps for other services besides Comcast, like AT&T and so on. It's all a matter of uh, what I would do if I were thinking about doing this. Mm -hmm. I would simply go to the website for my current cable provider Uh and see what they have to offer. Mm -hmm. They're all competing in the same space. Yes. They very much want to not have somebody else have something they don't have. True. Very true. And again, we want to emphasize that you don't have to have your phone talking as fast as Brian. <laughs> we speed our phones up. So. There, there you go. Yeah. Talking yeah. slowly. For right. <laughs> That's right. I'm trying to remember what I called where my TV is on. Of course, if you're a newsaholic, which my wife and ACB president Kim Charlson is definitely a newsaholic, last thing she listens to before she goes to bed and first thing she listens to when she gets up in the morning. 
So there's lots of news services I can access. Uh -huh. Simple note. Oh, let's see. Page four of six. Speech two notes. Let's see what we've got to Speech two tips. Assistant via. Oh, there's all Maya. kinds of them. <laughs> and it, it again, Don't it depends on what floats your boat. If you like things like Nick at Night, you know those old TV programs, right? Gilligan's Island, you know, um, I Dream of Jeannie, that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Mm -hmm. There are services that all over the place to you, all right. over the place. Right. Where you start to run into problems, and I don't mean unsoluble ones, but they are more complicated ones. Right. Is if you wanted to watch the episodes of, uh, oh, let's see, what would be a good example? Orange is the New Black. Okay. Very popular yeah. show right now. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not on network TV. Right. That's on Netflix. That's on pay-for-view yeah. kind of stuff. Right? right. Right. Those you will not find without, in some fashion, paying to view it. Mm -hmm. and, then you, and then you can. But I will tell you that the most success that we have so far in terms of audio-described movies and the like is if you can do it by way of Netflix. Mm -hmm. But other companies are coming in to that space. Mm -hmm. including um, Yahoo, Amazon. Um, we're also working with Hulu. Mm -hmm. and, and, again, these are words that are, quite honestly, a bit foreign to me because I grew up in the era of <laughs> network broadcasts. Right, stuff. right. But that's not, that's not what currently is, mm -hmm. is vogue. But those are all groups, not all there. companies with whom... ACB is working to try to increase the audio description. We've been things have been really good, like with Netflix and so on. And you know, look at the progress with Comcast. And um, you know, there's been a huge amount of progress in the last two or three years. And we have even more progress that will happen by the end of the year because all of the major cable companies are going to be required to have accessible set-top boxes mm -hmm. by the end of the year. Right. And that is really going to be a game changer in a variety of ways. And we're all pushing right now uh, because there's a proposal for increased audio description from, what, 50 hours a quarter prime time to 87.5 per right. network? And now my problem, Carla, is going to be the same problem all other Americans have. Where are you going to have the time to watch all of this stuff? Yes. Um, already it takes a huge amount of time, and I have to, and it, maybe this is the problem. As a person who's been blind all of my adult life, there are things I just didn't work into my life in the first place. You mm -hmm. said you're not a TV person, mm -hmm. right? Right. Well, there are very few totally sighted people who would ever say, I'm not a TV person. Right. But it's very, it's pretty common among those who are blind or visually impaired why get hooked in the first place? Yeah. Well, now, 40 years ago, I would sit all day and watch soaps all day long, believe it or not. Yeah. I went through three or four years of doing that, and I decided, can't stand to be a couch potato. Got to get up off of this thing and do something. And I was doing stuff, but I was wasting so much time watching soap operas. And one day, I just decided I had to stop, and I turned it off, and that was that. So, I didn't know one could cold turkey from soaps. Yeah, no, that was that was interesting. I had a few problems with not knowing what Erica was doing on all my children. You know, uh, <laughs> see, my my current addiction is YouTube videos. Oh, talking about oh my know, gosh, got their cat hanging from a 
yeah. uh, a ceiling fan or something. <laughs> I can't get it. I can't let myself get started on those because I would never stop. You know. And and for me, it's learning things that I wouldn't otherwise be right. able to access right. and to do it in relatively small bites that I can actually semi-justify doing. Right. So when I can't sleep at night, I'm up and listening to YouTube videos yeah. on how better to play my ukulele or how to cook better on my grill or, yes. or a lot of things that I will never, ever do. But now I know how to do because I watched it on YouTube. <laughs> right. Well, Brian, we are probably going to be way out of time. Adam is going to tell us that he doesn't have time to put an opening and closing into this show. But this has been so much fun. And I hope that people out there have gotten some idea of the of, of how these things compare. And, and probably we haven't answered the question, which one should I buy? Because there's so many choices in, in all of these things. And, and when we've talked about iPhones, I mean, as you said, there's different there's different types of iPhones and there's the different models of iPads, but at least we've looked at what are the differences in the basic in in, in the basic Siri concept and the Alexa concept. And I really do appreciate you taking the time to do this. This has been fabulous. Thank you so much. No oh, problem, I have to say. Alexa, are you happy? See, she's just being a pill tonight. She is. Are you happy? I'm happy when I'm helping you. Well, now that's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thank and you. And I hope people take an opportunity to see this stuff. The prices are coming down. Yes. Um, the features are going up. Can't ask for much more than that in electronics. And and it's accessible. That's what's really cool is it's accessible from the day it started with Alexa. You exactly. and, and you know, and all the voiceover things. I mean, it it's it's such it's almost a dream world, you know. Again, when when how many things in your life does it cost less to get more? I know. And this is truly what's going on here. I know. Less to get more. It's very exciting. Hey, thank you very much. Great. We'll be listening into the show and, and uh, all the future shows coming out of Louisville, Kentucky, and, right. and Carla Rushville. Page three, the Sound Prince calendar. January 17, the Tri-State Library users will have a dinner meeting from 6 to 8 p.m. at Clifton Pizza on Frankfurt Avenue in Louisville. For more information, contact Bill Wright, Tri-State Library Users President at 502-893-0879 or call KCB at 502-895-4598. On January 20, the Statewide Rehabilitation Council will hold its next meeting from 9.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. at the Charles McDowell Center, 8412 Westport Road in Louisville. Contact Jennifer Wright at 502 564-4754 for more information. Also on January 20, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have its next roundabout, education and technology, including Braille, iPhone support, and genealogy, from 3.30 to 5 p.m., discussion time at 5, dinner at 6, which will be pizza on the 20th of January, bargain table at 6.45, games, crafts, and more at 7 o'clock. 
at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. Call 502-895-4598 to sign up. On January 21, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have a dine-out at Frisch's on Shelbyville Road in Louisville from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Contact KCB at 502-895-4598 to let us know you'll be attending. On January 23, the Guide Dog Users of Kentuckiana will hold its next membership call at 7 p.m. The conference call number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. January 25, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will have its January Peer Support Group meeting from 12 to 2 at the BCB office, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. RSVP by calling 859-259-1834. January 27, Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have its last roundabout of the month. 3.30 to 5 p.m. will be Braille, Technology, and Genealogy. Discussion time at 5. Dinner at 6. Bargain table, 6.45. Music, cards, and crafts from 7 to 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries on State Street in Louisville. Sign up at 502-895-4598. The February calendar includes the following. February 1 is the KCBPR Membership Committee meeting on the conference line at 8 p.m. The number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. On February 2, the American Council of Blind Lions holds its monthly conference call meeting for lions across the country. Share ideas and ways to be involved in your local clubs. At 9 p.m., the number is 712-432-3900 and the code is 796096. On February 3, the GLCB roundabout is from 3.30 to 10 and will include the usual schedule at United Crescent Hill Ministries on State Street in Louisville. Call KCB at 502-895-4598 to register. On February 5, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Committee meetings will take place. Advocacy at 7 p.m. Eastern, Education and Technology at 8, and Activities at 9. The phone number is 605-475-6006, and the code is 294444. On February 7, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will hold its business meeting by conference call at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The number is 605-475-6006, and the code is 294444. On February 9, the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will have its first vision support group from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries. Call 502-895-4598 for more information. Also on February 9, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will have its monthly meeting at 7 p.m. by conference call. The number is 605-475-4700 and the code is 155619. For more information about the Northern Kentucky Council, contact Jerry Slusher at 859-781-7369. On February 10, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have its roundabout. 
Braille Technology and Genealogy from 3.30 to 5. Discussion time at 5 o'clock. Dinner at 6. Bargain table at 6.45. And bingo and cards from 7 to 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. 502-895-4598 to register. On February 11, the American Printing House for the Blind invites you to Crafting Tactile Valentines and Gifts. At 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time, join Indiana artist Peggy Mastropolo and learn how to use unique tools and techniques to craft cards and gifts for your valentine from tactile materials at the American Printing House for the Blind on Frankfurt Avenue. This is free to the public, but space is limited. It's appropriate for children and adults ages 6 and up. Call 502-899-2213 for more information. On February 11, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have its board meeting at 11 a.m. by conference call 605-475-6006, intercode 294444. On February 12, KCB Next Generation, the chapter for everyone 40 and under, will have its conference call meeting for the month at 8 p.m. on the same conference line, 605-475-6006, intercode 294444. On February 12, ACB Families will have a business meeting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. The Conference call number is 712-432-3900 and the code is 796096. February 13 is the KSB Advisory Board meeting at 11.30 a.m. at the Kentucky School for the Blind. Contact KSB at 502-897-1583 for more information. On February 14, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will have its monthly meeting from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. For more information, call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418 or Bill Roberts at 270-485-8170. February 16 is the Kentucky Regional Braille Challenge, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. This is regional competition at the Kentucky School for the Blind for students who are Braille readers throughout the state of Kentucky. Students competing on grade level have a chance to win a trip to the National Braille Challenge in Los Angeles, California in June. For more information, contact KSB at 502-897-1583. On February 17, GLCB will have its roundabout and quarterly meeting. Education, Technology, and Genealogy from 3.30 until 4.45. Bargain table, 4.45. Speaker, program, dinner, and business meeting, 5.15 to 8.30. $5 per person, United Crescent Hill Ministries, Call KCB at 502-895-4598 to register. On February 19, KCB Next Generation invites everyone to a brunch at the North End Cafe on Frankfurt Avenue in Louisville from 12.30 to 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Call 502-750-1774 to sign up.
On February 19, the KSB Alumni Association will hold its monthly board meeting at 8 p.m. by conference call 605-475-6006, code 294444. And on February 20, the Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold its board meeting at 7.30 p.m. by conference call on the same line, 605-475-6006, code 294444. February 22, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will have its peer support group meeting, 12 to 2 p.m. at the Bluegrass Council office, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. For more information, call BCB at 859-259-1834. On February 24, Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have its last roundabout for the month, Education, Technology, and Genealogy from 3.30 to 5. Discussion at 5 o'clock. Dinner at 6. Games and crafts from 7 to 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, 502-895-4598 to register. February 25 to 28 is the 2017 ACB Mid-Year Meeting and Legislative Seminar in Alexandria, Virginia. Call the ACB National Office at 202 Four six seven five zero eight one, or eight hundred four two four eight six 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 for details. And on February twenty seven, the Guide Dog Users of Kentuckyana will have its next membership conference call at seven p.m. six zero five four seven five six zero zero six. Enter code two nine four 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 four. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind, or you need information on resources for people with vision loss. Call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.